Welcome to the Whiskey and Lemon podcast. If you've made it here to episode eight, then I think by now you know that I am your host, Lana Mercedes. This will be our first solo episode where we spend some time discussing things that can help make our lives just a little bit easier, a bit more empathetic, and more fun. Today, we're going to be talking about making time for ourselves. I'm sure it has happened to you on many occasions where you say you will take a day for yourself and before you know it, the end of the week is here and other than when you are asleep, you haven't gotten through a successful hour of me time. Firstly, know that yes, you deserve your me time. It's not something that you have to earn for yourself. It's not a treat you need to work extra hard and struggle for. It is something that you need, just like you need water, sleep, and food. Focus on your breathing, and if you are a person that is constantly around noise, learn to embrace peace and quiet during your me time. No unnatural noise like music or TV in the background, nothing other than maybe the birds, wind, or cars driving by, just silence. Just like that. Give yourself and your body an opportunity to relax and rejuvenate. Making these adjustments in your schedule will help you with your energy and your focus while also lowering your stress and anxiety. I have taken the time to sit down and take notes on some of the work that I have done for myself, work that I have done with others, and also just plain old research for the podcast. So we're going to start off with reasons to actually make time for yourself, why it's important. Number one, it helps loosen the tension in your body and release control. In this time, we can set an alarm if we have a pressing appointment afterward, but during your me time, don't think about the time. So just make sure your alarm is set and then put it to the side. Don't wonder how much time has passed or how much is left. The alarm is on and now you just need to focus on yourself and releasing the need to be in control. Number two. It helps your mind take a rest and not be filled with a bunch of anxiety-inducing thoughts. We are always thinking about the next thing. Will I have time to finish this assignment tomorrow? What am I making for dinner? I need to respond to that email. I still need to clean. I have to schedule that doctor's appointment. Did I take out the trash? Anxiety is worry about the future, and there is nothing we can do about that. Obviously, worry is a feeling that we can't expel from our lives, but we can do our part in trying to minimize it, allowing ourselves to calmly tackle what we can prevent, but also allowing ourselves to accept what we cannot change. Number three, it is a challenge for us to let ourselves slow down, our minds, our bodies, and just give ourselves some self-love. Explore our own thoughts and what choices we're making for ourselves, thinking for ourselves, and also finding some empathy for those that have their own thoughts that may be different from our own. This will help us to process our own emotions in this peaceful time and help us elevate our emotional intelligence. Number four, it helps us notice things we wouldn't normally notice when we are moving quickly from one thing to another. The trees around us, the local coffee shop we never knew existed, or the smell of flowers down the street. Things that you miss doing, people you want to see or talk to, activities that you would like to take up again. Number five, it helps us creatively. When we are in our solitude, just connecting with ourselves, we're able to explore what's inside. The emotions, the ideas, the inspiration that we otherwise would be too wrapped up in our busy work to even discover. Number six, solitude helps us to connect with ourselves. 
helps us to check in with ourselves, how we're doing, and what we need to feel good, which takes us to number seven. You know that saying, you can't pour from an empty glass? Another important reason for taking time for ourselves is because how we feel is how we treat people. We can't be good to someone else when we can't be good to ourselves. Number eight. These are like mini mental vacations. We all have stress in our lives, but think about if your need to go on a trip is to escape what is going on. I'm guilty of it too. But the dangerous part of that is that we're just running from our stress and then returning right back to it after our trip. By taking that needed daily time for ourselves, we are giving ourselves time to reset. When we do need to take our trips, however, it will be a chance for us to fully bask in the experience and not just flee from worry and possibly still having anxiety in the back of our minds as to what we're letting pile up behind us at home. Think of this as time to center yourself because we can't just leave on a trip whenever we get stressed. Number nine, find the incentive in your me time. If reading makes you feel enlightened, dancing in the backyard makes you feel free, or doing yoga makes you feel less tense, there is your incentive. Connect to that feeling, and that will motivate you to fulfill that time with yourself. It will help you look forward to that time alone and make it a priority. Number 10. It's going to boost your self-esteem. Many people find comfort in the control, as we discussed earlier, and they also find discomfort in sitting alone. When you accept the situation around you and embrace the discomfort, it's one more obstacle that you can overcome and that will help your self-confidence and reassurance and knowing that you're not just bored, but this is time you have chosen in solitude and you can choose to enjoy it. This time helps you serve yourself, give to yourself. This is a time for you to not stand yourself up. Follow through on your promises to yourself. So I've made a list of some really great things that you can do during this me time. These are some things that I've done and it just really, really helps. Obviously you can add to this list. I don't have a list of everything, but here are some great ideas. Go for a walk and observe what is around you, whether it be nature, buildings, people, cars, animals, just listening to the sounds around, Just take in life. Do an intense workout. Running, weights, jump rope, whatever an intense workout means for you. Do yoga or Pilates. Read a book. Paint. Stretch and listen to music. Soak in a bath. Lay in the grass and listen to the sounds around you. Indulge in your skincare routine. Write a letter to someone you care about. Draw a picture. Do some DIY projects around your house. Learn how to play an instrument. Discover a new recipe. Go for a swim. Go to the spa, get a massage, 
Or you can stay at home. And if you have a pillow massage or foot massager, that works too. Sit outside with a cup of coffee or tea and just observe the world around you. Take a hot shower with no music, no podcasts, no talking, just your thoughts. While you're eating, try having breakfast without responding to emails, taking your lunch break without being on your phone, or having dinner without the TV. Try doing this with at least one meal a day. Look at your food and realize what you're eating. Slow down while you're eating and enjoy the moment of nourishment. If you haven't already listened to episode seven, Healthy Body, Balanced Life with Maria Vile, go back and listen to that episode. It's all about the wellness industry and common misconceptions. There are also great points made throughout the entire episode regarding the relationship that we have with our food. Be realistic with your appointment of me time. I'm not saying take five hours a day for yourself because that's impossible for most of us unless we're stealing some of our sleep time, but that's not a good thing. If you can look at your schedule during the week and think you can only allocate 10 minutes a day, try for 15 and not two hours. It's possible you can even fit in 30 minutes, but start small so that your goal is realistic and you're affirming to yourself that you can set aside that me time. Be firm in the appointment you set with yourself and be intentional. Take no calls and allow yourself to unwind. For example, if you have children, say to your partner, I'm going to the park to read from two to three on Saturday. Will you be able to watch the kids? Versus, I need time alone. Set an appointment and an intention. Put the plan in action. Don't break that promise to yourself. We spend so much of our time making sure that we are meeting everyone else's time requirements, but we deserve to meet our own as well. Take at least a few moments a day to connect with yourself. And aside from this time, take one hour for yourself, whatever that means. And I don't mean by tallying up all your small moments throughout the week. Those are separate. This is one full hour of uninterrupted time per week. I know it will be difficult for many of us. We have demanding jobs, children, pets, we're caring for others, but it is definitely something worth striving for. Four hours of time for yourself a month is not too big of a thing to ask yourself. You deserve it. One more tip I'll leave with you is whatever it is you choose to do with your time, make sure to incorporate your solitude in the mix. Make sure that it is a chance to connect with yourself Otherwise, it's just another busy thing you've added to your routine. Oh, and make sure that you focus on your breathing during this time. Aside from the list of things you can do to incorporate me time, I have come up with a list of things that you can use to help you transition by self-reflection and figuring out what matters most to you. I did a little research and I pulled 21 questions to help you get things going. So let's get started. What am I passionate about? What do my morals and values consist of? What worries me most about the future and how will I overcome it? If I could do anything in the world right now, what would it be? What am I doing about the things that matter most to me? Who have I made smile today? 
Who has made me smile today? Who has the greatest impact on my life? Which is worse, falling in love or never trying? Am I just hearing others or am I actually listening? What am I most afraid of and why? What does my perfect day look like? How can I bring more joy into my life? If I had one month left to live, what would I do? If I had one week left to live, what would I do? If I had one day left to live, what would I do? If I had an hour left to live, what would I do? What advice would I give myself one year ago? What compliment have I given to someone today? Who are the people that I care the most about? If not now, then when? My mention for this week's episode is someone that I like to follow for yoga, and her name is Adrienne Michler. You can find her on Instagram at Adrienne Louise. It's A D R I. E-N-E-L-O-U-I-S-E. Her website is ywabreath.com. And you can find her on YouTube at Yoga with Adrian. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. I hope this information was helpful for you and we'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.